Hey folks, this is Joe with Joe Max Morons coming to you. Uh, we've taken a few weeks off here, a little Labor Day uh, siesta. I'd like to tell you we were doing something fun, but uh, we were not. Just dealing with life and uh, spending some time with family and friends. So with me is Adam Young, uh, fellow moron. Hey Adam, what's up, man? Hello, Joe. <laughs> very, very formal greeting. Hello, sir. How are you? <laughs> it's very nice to see you. The weather we're having is fine. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, thanks for being here, and uh, uh, yeah, kind of a, a ton going on right now, which is fantastic. I, I assume that everyone has been clamoring to hear what we have to say about everything going on so far. We're basically going to pretend like nothing has happened in three weeks, and really just talk about the things that have happened in the last six hours, because that's kind of how the soccer world is going right now. Um, Champions League going strong. Premier League going strong, Syria going strong, uh, also La Liga, Bundesliga, um, MLS, a whole bunch of things going strong right now. But more important to us, of course, um, are our favorite teams. Um, I, you know, it, it's hard to even choose. So uh, the U.S. roster came out, but it's just for a couple of friendlies. Quite frankly, there's a ton of backlash on Twitter about who's on the team, who isn't. It doesn't really matter. So I don't know about you, but I'm not terribly interested in like litigating every, like all the different fringe players and everything else. Like if there's any point you want to make, that's cool. But beyond that, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like, let him play the friendlies and let Burholter see who, what he wants to see and be done with it. Right. Yeah. But I do think that there are a couple, I mean, like, uh, we were saying, I think it's the the last friendlies before the World Cup, right? So it's I guess it's last two, two two friendlies, yeah, yeah, Japan and, and Saudi Arabia, I believe. I think there's a couple uh, significant um, significant uh, absentees here. Uh, one being Jedi, which I know I understand he's injured, but uh, yeah. you know it's tough playing your last two friendlies without what you think we're gonna are gonna be your starting eleven, and I'm pretty sure Jedi will be in there. Um, and he's played well for Fulham so far this year. He's played, I think, God, yeah, every awesome. game I've seen, I've, I've tried to watch their games because because he and Tim Ream have uh, been playing pretty well. And I think that he, he's been playing in most of the games. So it's going to be tough because you're not going to get that chemistry with the, the starting 11 you're going to have in the in the World Cup. So I, I feel like he's a, a, a going to be missed. Um. Zach, Steffen, Tim, Tim Zach Steffen's injured. Tim Weah's injured. Yeah, um, but, you know, let me ask you a question, though. Is Zach Steffen going to the World Cup with his team? I mean, uh, he can't even start healthy. in the championship. He can't, he's not starting for his team at Middlesbrough anymore. The coach just came out this week and said, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sticking with this other guy. Who do you think starts then? Matt Turner? I think Matt Turner starts. Yeah. I, I mean, think, I think I, it, I, we, it very well could be Matt Turner, Ethan Horvath, and either Sean Johnson or uh, Slonina. Yeah, the young. I mean, I, there's always I, a honestly, young kid in the mix somewhere for all of I, I don't think there's a bad option really in, in the goalkeepers we have. I think they're all pretty solid. So yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. I think he does if he's healthy. If he does get back in the Middlesbrough team before the World Cup, I think he goes to the World Cup just because he was there for qualifying and he's played pretty well for the U.S. I think. Yeah. Um, 
But I think another another name I think that most people are questioning why he's not in the team is is, is uh, Jordan Peacock because he's just been yeah. scoring left and right. Well, he's scored two or three goals and he's had like three assists I think in his well, first. He's scored, uh, he's, he has scored with his left and his right, so you're you're actually accurate on that. Yeah. So you know, but uh, <laughs> I think uh, he's he's playing really well. You know, the reports that we're seeing on Twitter and you know people who follow his club. Um, yeah. So you you know we're gonna need that informed number nine. I think we definitely have it with Josh Sargent. I think he's played his way into the starting number nine yeah. role. But really, over Ferreira? I think so. Ferreira's got. I mean, I don't know. I mean, with like a week or two ago, he had sixteen goals in MLS. Um, yeah. Oh man. <clears throat> I think we'll see what I, I think we'll see what happens in this particular in these friendlies here. But, but Josh, I, Sarge, I don't think Sargent is, is out of it though. I, don't, I hope not, because I think he's great. But I don't, uh, I don't think he's out of it. I think Josh Sargent is, is putting up like a goal a game. He's he's on a ridiculous pace with uh, North yeah. City right now. So, I don't know. I mean, those are the names that jumped out at me. Uh, yeah. I didn't know that Anthony Robinson is injured, so I kind of freaked out. I was like, where the hell is he? But mm-hmm. uh, hopefully he gets... Uh, he gets healthy because I think he's one of the, I think he is one of the really pieces. I think all the whole first 11 is pretty, you know, I don't think you, I, I feel like the, the, the defenders and the midfield, I, I think there's a, they're clear starters in all those positions. So I think any, any one of those starters that goes out, I think you, you lose something. Well, I mean, Tim Weah, if he's, if he's healthy, will come back and he you know his, his spot I, I think his spot's secure if he's healthy I Jedi so. his spot's secure if he's healthy and you know the two guys that probably there's, a, there's probably three candidates that, that go off the team for those two guys that's Ariola, Morris and Pepe you know Pepe gets a bit of a legacy nod here because he, he was so instrumental in, in, um, in qualifying but he, he, he got, he's got one assist for this new team um, and had nothing for. I mean, Augsburg was just an awful, awful team. They had. I mean, he had no service up top. Was playing with people fairly, fairly you know, a good bit below his his talent and what he was getting served with in, in Dallas. But he didn't adapt either. Like he was, he really never well, adapted I, to. to it did, they got relegated, didn't they? They did. Yeah. He. Yeah. I mean, he, he never had a sniff on goal. So I mean, um, I think. You know, cool, you know, check him out, but I don't think Pepe makes it. And, you know, Morris potentially offers, if, if his speed is back, he does have a bit of grittiness. He can he can play games out at the end, you know, go after a tired out defense, you know, protect a lead. He's got a little bit of that, and it's a little different than everyone else offers. And I'm not, I, I, I'm not saying he deserves to be here, but I, I am saying that I, I think I kind of get why Burr has a, a, a different tool in his tool belt with Jordan Morris. Well, what about Areola? He does kind of similar thing that Areola does. Well, that's the thing is, I think, I think, you know, I think Areola and Morris both have a, you know, a little bit of a, of a challenge to be on this team if Wea and um, and PFOC get here because I think I think PFOC probably takes Pepe, and then it's going to be Ariola or Morris. I think you got to go with Ariola. Ariola has, has started 
games during qualifying and he's played a much bigger role in qualifying and he was effective every time he played he, yeah. he was always one of the a standout player you know i'm not gonna say every game but a lot of the games that i've watched he was one of the standout players whether he came on or whether he started the game except that so, you can put morris on either side or up top if you had to but and Ariola can only go to the right side he's, he's, he's the, always on the right I, side but i don't I don't like Morris up top because he's not like a number nine. He doesn't stay there. I, no, but I mean to, to to play a game out though. I you know he, he he again he's a he's a tool in the tool belt that we don't have anyone else. Like I, I, I'm with you, and I, and I think we're kind of we're look. There's a chance neither one of these guys go. Take Zardes um, for that role because Zardes can play that role. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't, I, I don't think this, this isn't the final list, which is which is which is good. I mean, Malik Tillman from Rangers, like he's, you know, he's fine, but I don't, I don't know that he's really someone that's going to be on this roster either as as a midfielder. Oh, I mean, you got Acosta, Adams, uh, Dilatore, McKinney, and Musa. They're not going anywhere. So Tillman is the only Great. option that could maybe move out. But you know, he's played. He's apparently played well. I haven't seen Rangers play, but he's he's been playing well. Yeah, from what uh, people are put again on Twitter. That's that's my uh, that's yeah. my you know source yeah. on everything. Well, the players I you can't know, see watch play uh, in the regular you know live games. My super professional podcasting uh, experience allows me to use this opportunity to segue us over to since we're talking about Serginio Dest, oh. um, and again. Some people in our group like to talk about AC Milan, and and I'm just saying that I'm getting the, I'm getting the reading from everybody else that we should be talking about Milan. Um, what a transition, Joe. That was. That's this is this is this uh, is what yeah. I get paid the big bucks. Yeah, that, that was that was worthy yeah. of awards. Yeah, this is uh, this is my my Oscar moment. Um, <laughs> so Milan, top of table in their Champions League group after a three-one win today, Zagreb, a. Um, uh, a tie last week um, with uh, Salzburg. Uh, Salzburg, yeah. So, Des now has come in a, a few times for uh, at Milan. He's, he's, you know, unfortunately his spot is taken up by the captain Calabria, who I think it's a whole different discussion to discuss whether Calabria even deserves to start at Milan. I actually think that Des could overtake Calabria at some point. Um, I think he's more talented. Um, and Calabria's an okay defender and not great going forward, where Dest is an okay defender and great going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dest has come in on the right wing recently um, at the end of games to help shore up the, you know that side defensively because of, you know like I said, Calabria. Um, it's been really great to see it's really cool to, you know, it's really cool to have to like, for my, you know, my favorite team to also have this American player. So I get to watch it for like two different reasons. And I've really enjoyed yeah. that part of it. I've just, I've just, I've not been critical of a thing, you know, I've, I've just kind of enjoyed it. And, and that's, that's really been kind of fun to, to watch. Milan is playing like a different team these days. Um, they are solid defensively. They are controlling midfield and they're scoring goals. And, you know, you and I were talking earlier, they're doing it and, they're, and their average age is like 23 or 24 with really just like 
Giroux up top being the old man. I mean, Messias is 31, but even he's like, between him and Salamakers, you know, the two of them are kind of going back and forth about starting. But, um, you know, we, we text about Leal. Taylor uh, obviously loves Leal um, and can't, can't stop talking about how great Leal is. And I agree with him. I, I totally agree. Like, uh, like, all of his points are amazing. Like, Leal has, over, year over year, gotten bigger, stronger, faster, more creative. He can take it down the alley and get a cross in. He can take it down the, down the alley and, like, turn in. He's beating people on the dribble, on the dribble, like, speed-wise. Mm-hmm. Or just turn it in and fire one from the upper corner. Um, just thoroughly enjoyed this team. And I think Dest has been a really fun addition, like, for a guy like me to watch my team with, a, you know, an American player um, jumping in there. I know you don't get a chance to watch, um, you know, Milan too much, but I'm assuming by my text, you probably get some context as to how they're doing since I text repeatedly about them. Well, no, I I, I, like, I follow Milan. I don't get to watch a ton of their games, but I follow them. I see, you know, some of the highlights um, here and there. But, uh, but yeah, they're an exciting team. And, you know, <clears throat> you were talking about they're just a different team than they were two years ago. And I think, yeah, definitely they've got they've gotten this this – youth movement and Maldini has kind of built this team the way he wanted to he brought the players in he wanted to bring in and yeah. uh, like you were saying he was he's very intentional yeah he's very intentional about the players that he wants um, but now they've got confidence they won Serie A last, last year so, so now they've won a major European trophy and they have this confidence like oh yeah we're, we're they're not going to be intimidated by anybody and they're they're gonna they're gonna play to win now which is it takes teams decades to build that i mean look at united united lost that when ferguson left and it's been almost 10 years now yeah well you know and that that actually goes into something else that we know we want to talk about and that is you know manchester united's had a bit of a roller coaster in that they really struggled early on um you, you know I'm not going to say who on our text chain between uh, you, Thomas, and Taylor kept saying Eric Ten Hag out, but it was probably all of you. Um, Now, it seems to me, and by all means, stop me if I'm wrong, it seems to me the only change he's really made is getting Maguire off the field, which which we've all been saying for a long time. Is there anything different? And did I miss something else? Like, give Maguire off the field win games. Is that... Is that the formula? That's that's that was pretty much what he did, and <laughs> solidified the back, you know, the back to pairing. And look what you can do if you've got a competent <laughs> pair of center backs. And even putting uh, Martinez in there, he's he's five nine. He's got to be one of the shortest, probably the shortest guy in the field most of the times, playing center back. But uh, but it works so far. So hey. And look, he changed the he changed the center back pairing in the Europa League, and uh, we lost. United lost, <laughs> so it's like Maguire played in the Europa League. And, well, so, uh, somehow getting Maguire off the field has also um, given Rashford the ability to shoot and score goals. So, so again, I, I don't know how this happens, and the transfer. I mean, I don't know how the space time continuum works, um, or how you know how power you know power transfers work within within the team there but getting Maguire off the field also has allowed Rashford the ability to score goals finally which has well, taken some time 
And it is interesting because all United fans, you know, because we follow all that stuff, just like you follow all the Milan stuff. We follow the fan groups. We follow, you know, the United bloggers and all that stuff on Twitter. And everybody was saying, get Maguire off the field. And as soon as they did that, I mean, fans, I guess, you you know, you can't always listen to fans bitching about everything, but like, most of the time we watch How all the games. How dare you, sir? I'm most always of, right. Most of the time we watch every game and we see what's happening. And there's obviously a weak link there. Yeah. And it's McGuire. And it was like, you know, they wouldn't take the captaincy away from him. Well, just the fact the fact that he's captain doesn't mean that his place is secure forever. It, captain's forms dip. Maybe you take the captaincy away from him. If he's not going to be on the yeah. field every every game, you know, if he's not good enough, then you got to... A captain has to be a player who's going to be on the field every day. Well, when he comes on at minute 82 uh, to help solidify the win lately, uh, they have given him the captain's band when he comes on the field. And that's that's nice for his last year as a Manchester United player to, to give him that... To give him that... <laughs> give him that respect. Uh, I, you know, honestly, he needs to make the tough decision and just say he's no longer the captain. He's, his form has dipped so far that he's not in the team. He's played himself out of the captaincy. You know, give it to – you can give it to a number of people. You can give it to Bruno, who's been wearing it most of the games when Maguire's not starting. I mean, he's a solid pick. I mean – You don't think McDonald should have it? You could give it to Varane. He's, yeah. This is only a second year at United, but like he's won everything in Madrid and he's yeah. going to be the, the starter now. So whatever. Yeah, I mean. It's... But you were, I mean, I know you wanted to just highlight the fact that we were correct all along. Well, obviously I wanted to, you know, <laughs> with, with, with first Taylor being corrected about layout and then all of us being correct about Maguire. Uh, yeah, certainly wanted to, um, you know, offer that up first. Um, I think Erickson has been an incredible addition to the midfield at, at, at United. Like, that guy has so arguably been more influential in the attack than Bruno. I, I agree. And I think once Casemiro, you know, gets a little Premier League experience, you know, finds his, finds his, uh, his pace and, you know, finds the pace of the Premier League, that sort of thing. I think he's going to be the same, just another really great addition to the midfield. Well, he, he just has to overcome the guy in front of him. I mean, he, he's, he's got to be able to get on the field over McTominay, you know? Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tough spot to take from a, from a, 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 a well-respected, world-renowned player in McTominay uh, for Casemiro yeah. to come in and take his spots. Apparently, but a little tougher than I think I anticipated. Yeah, I so, I really thought that Casemiro was going to get off the plane and jump right on the field as a starter. And we all thought, we all surprised thought, as hell. We all thought that because look at Malasia and uh, and Martinez. They just jumped right into the team, and they've been great, yeah. both of them. I mean, why has Shaw, why Shaw has started regularly? Uh, I think maybe his fitness wasn't to where they want they thought it would be, or they wanted it to be. So I think he's been getting fit. That's the story I've been reading. Because he's, okay. I mean, he's a he's a world he's a world class midfielder. He's yeah one of the top midfielders in the world. You don't you don't keep him out of your team, right? Um, plus, like half the starting lineup speaks Portuguese now. 
<laughs> well, I'm so surprised could, they haven't made a bid. In, uh, he could jump in and communicate right away. I'm surprised they haven't made a big bid for Leal yet, just to, just to get more Portuguese guys in there. Yeah, I know. That's what they they seem to be making the official language Portuguese. They better they better come correct because Chelsea got their 80 million dollar bid for Leal crumpled up and thrown back at him. Milan didn't even respond. It didn't even counter offer or anything to, to Chelsea's eighty million dollar bid. They're like apparently the number is one fifty. So and and City, City is apparently very in on him. I don't want to sell him at all, but I think you know it, it's funny. I guess something else we were talking about is that you know Milan years ago was the destination team, like big you know big stars, big players wanted to go there. And we've been United's saying that for always, a while. United has always I, I've been that. I've been that saying team. that for a while. Yeah, but I mean, but Milan has not been for ten years, and, and we know that, and that's okay. No. And, and you know, and you know, United but, has always been that team. Although they're having a hard time attracting players, and City, by the way, could just just even when they're winning, they're not a destination team. And so that's kind of what I was getting at is that like these players, I don't think they want to go to Manchester United yet, but I still think they go to Manchester United over City or, or you know a team like that. Yeah, I think it all depends on money. No, United, main he they they continued being a destination club because of money. They had the, they had they made the most money in in any club in the world. And Milan went through financial difficulty, and I think that's why they were no longer a destination club because they couldn't afford to pay the players like the player, sure. players wanted them. You know, wanted well, them. When the Italian prime minister embezzles billions of dollars from the team, like that's just kind of what, what happens. I think they went through a rough patch. Is, is that we're just a, we're just a sleep we'll that call, on the rug and call it a rough patch? We'll, we'll call cool. it a rough patch. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, uh, what's his name? Um, the guy that won that just bought Chelsea. Um, Bowley. Bowley. Yeah. Todd Bowley. He's an interesting. And I wanted to, I wanted to ask you one question, like getting back to. Uh, Milan. So Milan now has uh, at Stamford Bridge October fifth, and then a week later in uh, the San Siro uh, against Chelsea again. So after those two games, do you think Milan are still at the top of their their table in the Champions League? Because Chelsea's been struggling, but but they're not going to struggle forever. Graham Potter came in; he's he's a great manager. He's going to get them going. They have the same players basically basically that they won the Champions League with. So. Uh, is Milan going to take enough points to stay top of the table? I think so. I think Obama Yang def- to, to Chelsea has been a, it's, it's going to be a big deal if, if they if they learn how to use a, a forward in that team. But um, I do like I think Milan defensively is just solid as hell. I mean Tamori and Kalulu, you know, with Kiar uh, behind them, um, <clears throat> you know, and and Guest and Florenzi and like there's. They're defensively amazing, and I, I don't know, man. I, I just don't think Benacer and Tonali are getting beaten by Chelsea's midfielders. You know, yeah. Giroud was the forward at Milan, is not worried about Chelsea, he's been playing against them for years. So, I, you uh, know, yeah, right. are we going to dominate them? You know, no, it's Champions League. That's just kind of, you know, they're all going to be grinds. Um, and these are two good, you know, top European teams that they're, they're going to be grinds. And, and my, I, I think that. I think that, you know, and again, I think I think Taylor would, would back me up on this. I think Leal is going to really kind of go after that defense at Chelsea, and I think he's going to be okay. I mean, 
you know, Koulibaly is really the only dude left there that, with any any talent on the defense at Chelsea anymore. Um, and I think I think uh, Leao is going to uh, is going to have have some fun. I just don't think yeah. that, I just don't think they can handle him. He's he is big, he's strong, he's fast, and he's he's deadly accurate. Yeah, I'd like to see it. I mean, that'd, be, that'd be great. It's a, it, it it'll be a lot of fun. Um, it'll be it'll be even more fun than watching Juve get beat by uh, by Benfica. Yeah, that that was fun too. Yeah, I um, bet it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I you know the Champions League is going to play out kind of fun, and I I think that Milan got a group that isn't super easy, but I do think it's it's a winnable group. Um, I think that they they've got to stay focused, and this is. It's worth playing the starters, you know. Like I mean, last year we got in, which was great, but we did not have the team that's going to go very far. And so the, you know, Milan, you know, first game or so they played the starters. After that, they just kind of let the kids play, and and you know, bowed out gracefully, really. Yeah. But I just don't think that you know, I don't think that this year they have the same issues. I mean, this year they have a chance to, you know, probably not win it, obviously, but they have a chance to get get far. And the thing about getting out of the out of the group stage is it's more money put into the team. Every time you, you advance through a stage, you you win more money, mm-hmm. and that money, of course, works towards the financial fair play and and everything else. And so, you know, while I'd say our really our only place that we got to really pull people in is we need a striker next year. We need, we need someone who's not uh, pulling AARP, Social Security, and on Medicare uh, as a striker. Uh, next year, and that's probably the one spot that we can upgrade in our starting eleven. Um, uh, everything else, I mean, we're we're set. And like, I love what Maldini has done to this, for this team. He was very deliberate. He was very patient. He got the guys he wanted. He wanted CDK. You know, he wanted Adley. Um, he got the guys. He, and, and apparently, he's been like. I was he's been following desk for weeks like like months and like years like he's been following desk for a long time yeah and and desk kind of became available and Barcelona was like oh yeah sure Milan no problem and because people want to work with Maldini he's, he's not a he's not an a-hole he's you know he's he's a legend he, he sets his price and and that's it and he's just like hey here's our role to pay and they yeah. made a deal and they made a deal apparently in, in like six hours like it was the last day that, like they hadn't talked it was to, Barcelona until the last day of the uh, transfer window. Yeah, it was dead, deadline day. I remember that. Because <clears throat> Des was uh, rumored to go to United, too. Yep. Yep. So so I I love that Des is there. I think he's been playing well. He's, he's He'll have a tough time starting at first. I do think he will start this year for some games because we just play too many games. And, you know, when you, when you, as, you know, when you play European competition as well, you know, there's just too many games. Like you have Copa Italia, you have uh, Champions League, you have the league. Too many games for Calabria to play them all. So I think Dest is going to be a really nice. And Florenzi's hurt, so Dest will be a really great backup for him. And he, yeah. he's just he, the guy started at Barcelona for a year. Like, you know, he, he's gonna he, he's fine. He, he's gonna he's gonna play fine. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, the really big clubs that are in Champions League just need a lot of players, a lot of good players. So yeah. Yeah, depth is the, is the important thing. So, um, all right, man. Well, I, I'll tell you, we I had we had a list of things. We knocked off a couple. 
a lot has happened today in the world of soccer. We've not touched really anything else. Um, and so, uh, yeah, man, I, uh, I think, uh, I think we kind of knocked out what we could. What do you mm-hmm. think? I think we really hit our stride without the other two morons here, you know? Yeah. The, the good thing is getting rid of Taylor Thomas. And, and again, I think they'd agree. <laughs> I think they'd agree. We, we told them, we, we told them we already met last week. Um, yeah. all right. So, uh, I, to everyone out there, thanks a ton for listening again, always hit us up, like us, subscribe, follow we're on twitter jim x morons uh somewhat active uh especially during dc united manchester united and milan games and then random games uh when i'm either uh drinking or just up super early in the morning um so check us out uh write to us check in with us um if you see udard in the street in philly um, give him a handshake and tell him congratulations on spelling his name wrong on his, on his SATs. Uh, we love you, buddy, and we can't wait for you to show up on our, on our podcast. Adam, I got one question for you, though. Is Holland going to break the scoring record in the Premier League? Yes, yes. or no? This year? Yes. Uh, for a single yeah. season? Yes. Uh, yes, I think he's going to break that this year. I think he's going to break, if he stays healthy, every scoring record in the world in any competition he plays in. All for, right. For, long, for any competition he plays in for long enough, yeah. He did get a goal today. Uh, He's ridiculous. Season, so good. He's ridiculous. And the goal he scored was ridiculous as well. Yeah. Um, so, everyone, thanks a lot. Uh, uh, let us know um, on Twitter, will Halan break the single-season scoring record in the Premier League this year? Um, he is a cheat code. On uh, in that league right now. So uh, thanks a lot for listening. Everybody have a great week and enjoy uh, the games this weekend.